Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! I shouldn't have sung the song. song <laughs> 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 You're a mess. Man bhi hai tum bhi hai. Oh, garvi do diwali. Ek kothi vich pi le garvi. That you know, don't you? No. Harlot. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. How was your Valentine's? Oh my god. Do you know what? I had so much fun on Valentine's. It was amazing. It was so romantic. And what you did for me, I could have cried. <laughs> This is recording before Valentine's, bitch. <laughs> it is January <laughs> and Valentine's has not happened. That said, we have planned our Valentine's. We've ordered our meals from Asha's Manchester. This is a plug. Asha's, Asha Bosliji, if you're listening, we love you. Oh my God, tell everyone about the story of Asha Bosley and Asha's Manchester. Okay, so Asha's is a chain of restaurants um, that is worldwide. There's a select few cities with a Asha's restaurant and Manchester is one of them. Um, I think the other ones are in London, Dubai, India, and so on and so forth. Any Hoselbees. It's our favorite restaurant. It is owned by none other than Asha Bosley. The recipes, I believe, come from her household, or, or they're inspired by her upbringing. And uh, yeah, she owns uh, the chain. And every time I go, I feel like I'm one step closer to Asha Bosley. And I'm good friends, or well acquainted. With the chef at Manchester's Ashes, who is amazing. He is fantastic. He is absolutely, what a great guy. Absolutely phenomenal. And not just because he takes good care of us whenever we go, but he's wonderful. And he's met Asha Bosley a few times. Well, he's he's like, he's a, like a million he, He's times. like Asha Bosley is a friend. And I'm like, oh my God. So I said to him, next time Asha Bosley comes to England, he has to let me know. And I have to be there. That has to happen. Yes, that's happening. Stunning. And that's the tea with. Asha Bosley. Mm, <laughs> right, Bosley. I do have a bone to pick though. Um, what with Asha Bosley? No, with Rihanna. Sharara, 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 sharara. Wow, Asha Bosley really got inside you, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Asha Bosley. Only dogs can hear that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are really looking forward to our food. And I do love Asha Bosley. She's amazing. But anyway, 
Enough about legends. Now let's talk about disappointments. Rihanna, go. Um, oh my God, my babes. I'm hoping by the time the podcast episode's out, she's released her follow-up to Anti because five years since Anti, which is her best album, I'm not having a Be debate. very careful if I were you. Be careful what you wish for. Because the last time you lot asked for an album, she released a photo album. Listen, and now and you, you still haven't bought me the photo album. And now you... oh, And now you're asking for a follow-up to anti a follow-up could be a moisturizer bitch and guess what don't even don't even come for me if i'm not getting you the album what did i say to you what did i say to you two days ago do you see how he treats me everyone i listen i said to you i said amir she has released some skincare products i would like to purchase them and gift them to you and you turned around and said shut up you stupid fat piece of crap (laughs) never happened (laughs) and then you slammed the door in my face and said that you never want to see me again and you're still here And I'm still here because I love you because we had such a good Valentine's. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I did say that I'd buy you Fenty Slip and you're like, no. I will you out the flat by the end of the week. Okay. Thank you. This is the final podcast episode ever. (laughs) And and then it's, I am angry man in the corner. (laughs) I'm here. No, but uh, Rihanna's my fave. And it's really sad that throughout our whole relationship, we've only had one album by her. But what an album. Oh, what an album. What a moment. What a historical moment in time. You don't even know. So yeah, I've got a bone to pick with Rihanna. Rihanna, if you're listening, because obviously what else would you be doing right now? Because you're clearly not making an album. I mean, (laughs) 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 sorry, apparently it's made and whatever. I don't even know. If you're listening, please, either if the album hasn't been released by now, on this date of the 21st of February, I think, release it now or DM it to us at You Don't Love Me Boys. Just slide into our dms and you know what we will not share with anyone we'll tell a single soul we'll keep it to ourselves yeah or just leak it send us a a private soundcloud link i'm not even mad or like do you know what just release anti again but just change a few words we'll take that instead of work 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 just narrate household items like table 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 send me happy mirror mirror bookshelf i'll i'll take it we will we're the gays we eat it up every single time Yes. And that's the tea again. Mm-hmm. Anywho. What are we talking about today, babe? Today we are talking about why I am brown and not on TV. <laughs> we talk about South Asian representation and visibility, something we can talk about a lot. In, we probably will cover everything that people want us to cover right now. So mm. please don't come at us with it. Side, like, side note. It is, what, a Friday night? Uh, it's about half nine. Yeah, I know. I am one CBD gummy down, and I think I've got a lot of energy now. You had a CBD gummy. I had one earlier because I just felt like calming myself. Oh, well done. Before I went to um, watch the film. 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 Anyway. And that is why no one wants your representation, bitch. <laughs> wow. But we'll come to that. So yeah, we're going to talk about South Asian representation, visibility, in the media, in walks of life, and how we feel about it and I'm not going to cry. Where the fuck are we, babe? It's a tough one. And it's tough for me because I don't watch a lot of TV. So I don't know what queer South Asian representation is out there. But what I will say is... Right, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Because you... Right, you associate TV with just terrestrial TV, don't you? If it's not BBC One or BBC no. Two, I'm not interested. TV's changed now. Netflix is TV now. ITV's the devil. No, no, Prime is TV. These streaming services are our new TV, so you do watch TV. Okay. Okay? And um, we're not just talking about queer South Asian representation. We're talking about South Asian representation in, in its entirety as well. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. I want to go back to when we actually interviewed um, Nina Wadia. For those that don't know, we interviewed Nina Wadia. <laughs> Did I tell you all? We interviewed Nina Wadia. God damn it, bullshit to hell, y'all. And um, I wish I could say that with her. It was just very interesting because we talked about goodness gracious me and the representation we had then, and we, where is it now? We were talking about this with Nina Wadia. Yeah, well. and I, I thought that'd be a nice little segue. And I thought that I was going a bit cuckoo because I was like, where are we? And I swear that there's less brown people on television than there used to be about 10 years ago. And I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe she was in agreement with that. Well, we had a long discussion with her afterwards as well, didn't we, about it? Yeah, and do you know what? We do have some out there, like when I switch on Hollyoaks, I mean, I don't watch Hollyoaks, but when I look at Hollyoaks, there is a brown family in there. Is, is Oh, yeah, yeah, there is in Hollyoaks. There is in Hollyoaks, uh, yeah. There is extenders. I gotta say, I don't resonate with that family. I don't know a family like that. I never knew a family like that existed. You know, um, surgeon with a lesbian daughter, abusive son. Like, I, I don't, I, I've not seen that. He picked a mixed Hollywood. I've watched like, Hollywood and he I, just I'm, slots in. I'm grateful for the South Asian. We moved on, babe. We moved on from these storylines. Like, why are you bring me back to there? I'm grateful for the South Asian representation, but like, I'm not sure who they're representing in that story. But anyway. However, I want to flip that on its head, actually, because okay. this is actually an interesting part with um, South Asian representation and soaps. So we have, um, South Asians do have issues with representation and soaps. So when we get it, they said, it's not correct. It's not how we are. However, I see it very differently in soaps. Mm. So take EastEnders, for example. They've got a South Asian family and the mother in there is so fucking evil and nasty and a phenomenal actress. I'm like, well, that's great representation because the white people in, in the soap are really evil and nasty as well. Do you know what I mean? So they're being treated the same, getting the similar storylines, getting their chance to shine. So yeah. that, that's really, really positive in people my eyes. People are the same, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Do you know who was great was Nina Wadia when she was on EastEnders? <gasps> she changed the game. That family changed the game. Having Right, we didn't just have South Asian representation. We had the gay representation. That was probably, do I speak for both of us, when we first time we saw something gay and brown? Yes. And oh, it was like, what was it, his name? Saeed. Saeed. And that Christian. was the first yeah. It sent shockwaves and that representation and visibility. It was scary. I remember oh. it being really scared of what was happening because I was like, oh my God, people are going to find out, but I don't know what I am yet. Yeah, it, it was insane. It was so hot. It shook. <laughs> Listen, I got it where I could. <laughs> it shook the community though. And that was fantastic representation. And as Nina Wadia, if you didn't know, we interviewed Nina Wadia, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the case, interviewed Nina Wadia. Um, if you didn't know, she pushed for that storyline. She did. She did. Because it, it's true and it's real. But coming back to what you said, that has gone. So this episode comes off the back of a lot of things that um, Bobby Friction has been tweeting and putting out there. Right. And he did um, post some statistics about in you know South Asians in radio. That's not BBC Asian Network. And it was like literally none. I think I think there was only two or it was, something. It was like nothing, nowhere. Rock radio, hip hop, R and B, the mainstream radio, one radio, two everywhere. There's none at all. And then from that, I was like, oh my god, where are we? However, do we have the talent? So do we have is, the chops? This is what I was going to say. I feel like the issue is twofold. The first is that the representation isn't there because it potentially doesn't exist. And those people who are South Asian and into rock music and pop and can talk about it, um, they don't want to. Um, And it may be because of uh, cultural uh, restrictions potentially, you know, perhaps being a radio jockey is not considered um, a respectful career. You know, it's hardly a doctor and people still make that narrow-minded comparison. 
Um, and then on the other side, it could be that we are out there and we want to be that person, but people are just not giving us those opportunities because they'd rather hand them out to our um, Caucasian and non-South Asian counterparts. Yeah, that's really interesting because... And I think that, to a certain extent, is happening as well. Because remember, I mean, like, when we were kids, who was uh, Blue Peter? In fact, in fact, I remember when she got the gig, it was through a TV Connie. competition. Connie O'Hark, and how long was she on television for? And, you know, she still does bits and bobs here and there. But, you know, that sort of mainstream day-to-day -day representation, I don't see that. Where are the huge... Right, South Asian people on radio, South Asian people presenting TV, South Asian people on shows presenting other things on reality TV shows, on everything. Where's that representation and visibility everywhere? And, <laughs> and we know a lot of people have gone for stuff as well. We have. And, and you know, what and really, what the really, talent is there. The talent is there. But what really worries me is that what people forget is that South Asians make up the largest ethnic minority in the country, more than black people. There are more South Asians in this country than black people. We're talking about the UK right now, aren't we? The UK. We're talking about the UK right now. I don't see South Asians proportionately represented on mainstream shows. I don't see. I don't see them. You know, the amount of representation that we have does not directly correlate to the number of South Asians that are in this country or in this nation. It doesn't make sense. I mean, when I was growing up, you could see a Bollywood film at nighttime. You used to be able to see um, Pakistani, Indian artists being interviewed. You know, there was just so much more diversity. And now that is disappearing and it's being pushed by the wayside. I mean, growing up, we had Goodness Gracious Me on television, for goodness sake. We had the Kumas at number 42. These were prime time shows that had prime time slots you couldn't move away from them you know Mira Sayal was absolutely phenomenal even South Asian films such as Bend It Like Beckham, Baji on the Beach, Oh my god yeah, um, Bride and Prejudice um, there was so so many and now that just isn't the case and you know something great to have come out of this country in the last few years is uh, Tan France with Queer Eye absolutely phenomenal but guess what he may be from Doncaster, but he's made his bucks in America. And he's more power to him though. And you know, he's on Netflix shows, which is which mm. is produced by an American production company. So it's very, very different. And that's uh, uh, that's difficult to see. And then on top of that, I tell you what, I tell you what I've seen a lot more of is the way that South Asians have been appropriated and um stereotyped in mainstream media. Uh, look at um, what was it called? Khan, Citizen Khan. Citizen Khan. Yeah. Citizen Khan was an absolute shambles. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It was not funny at all. Okay, Papa G. Okay, Mummy G. Papa G. Shut the fuck up. Oh, that's all you would hear. So from annoying. As well. It was so annoying, and like nobody's dad is that jolly. Like it was Mrs. Brown's boys on steroids meets the mosque. Like it was so weird. And then on top of that, you had. Um, Shows such as, I mean, we watched the one about um, South Asian weddings and it was good to see. It was it was kind of good to see, but it was so niched, you know, and that's from BBC iPlayer that talks about how, what South Asian weddings are like. But it's more of a spectacle. You know, it's it, it, the, I saw a lot of parallels between that and my big fat, uh, big fat gypsy weddings. From what I'm getting from what you're saying, it's like people only want to see or create something where it's like, South Asians are being a stereotype of what people perceive South 100%, Asians to be. Because 100%. if we be anything else, we I are see, therefore being 
white or westernized i'm like no 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 there's not a way to act like a race and i'm going to tell you right now i had a producer we had a producer from a prominent network who interviewed us and they were wanting to create a show um about people from bradford and all what they were looking for was characters oh yeah and i knew exactly what they were trying to get at when they were speaking to us and i was not going to give them that they were Mm. like you know you guys seem really nice and normal and blah 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 but like we're looking for real characters you know like they do some weird quirky things and i thought oh my god we were like no you literally want to find those type of people that are south asian potentially you know they might have a few chromosomes missing and you want to put that out there so that everyone thinks that every single south asian out there is like that and that's just not true. No, very, very true. Where the fuck are we? Like growing up, I didn't, I didn't see the representation anywhere. And now I'm, now you know, we're we're moving. We're like, you know, we'll be the representation. And when I look at some people around us, like our friend Krishma, like if you don't know Krishma, he's going to follow her on Instagram. Yes, it's Krishma. Yes, it's Krishma. Um, and it's just, she's phenomenal. What she's doing for um, dark skinned women and mission um, women and everything she's doing. You know, everything. I can go on about her all day. It's fantastic. However, and she knows we, we talk about this in depth, I've had to see her work so fucking hard to get into a position where the truth is a white person won't have had to work that hard at all to get into the position that she's in, you know? And it's, it's, it's really sad to see, you know, we are, and this is why sometimes I feel like, will we be represented because we start, start so many steps behind and then do we reach our shelf life? Do you know what I mean? When you think about TV and media and being young and hip, when we are able to escape our trauma and escape what we are brought up with have we reached our shelf life and we're done and we can't get the experience and we can't do what we need to do and no one wants to put us forward because we're done but i tell you something in order to operate in mainstream media uh you know or or operate on a mainstream platform you have to be a well-rounded individual Mm. you have to be somebody who is somewhat well-spoken somebody who is um uh, articulate they have a viewpoint they have you know they have a point of view and they can put it forward well you know those are the sort of prerequisites of uh, being in mainstream media and when you look at the likes of Nina Wadia, Mira Sayal um, and a whole host of Connie Hark and a whole host of other South Asian artists out there they do have those qualities mm. they are able to put their point of view across they are able to articulate themselves very well and you know i've um even in, in a professional capacity i've engaged with a lot of south asians who are able to do that now when it comes to myself do i think i'm completely there no um am i trying yes absolutely but guess what i have the shackles of my background to battle through you know, English is not my first language. It's not my native language. I was raised speaking a different language. And then I learned English. And then I have to deal with all my uh, cultural trappings and not being able to go outside and, you know, uh, not being able to see people and um, and the entertainment world being forbidden. There's a lot of barriers that we have to work through and then prove to the executives that guess what we are not a risk if you take us on board there's going to be no repercussions nobody's going to come after you for having us on your television screens (laughs) i'm being serious oh you're talking about some situations here i'm talking about situations i 100 percent am real situations i I am and you know i'm i'm going to be honest we have had interest from um various places and and various um platforms and you know we continue to and i'm really really grateful for it but my heart does go out to them and you know i have to say to them look 
this is who we are. We are queer South Asians and we are ex-Muslims. And, you know, from a risk point of view, some people just want to mitigate it and they don't even want to get and into we, it. And we have to learn that the hard way. And we have to convince them that, look, there is no risk. This is just who we are. But then they're like, look, there's going to be a backlash to your very existence. And that just puts us back 10 steps. It and is then- our own people hating on us and disabling us. Do you think people didn't come after Connie Luck? Of course they oh, used to. Gee. Even my parents used to be but, like, who the hell is this? But then our existence, our existence will always always remain futile. It will remain like nothing. Yeah. Do you know but, what I mean? We then, will never exist then in the world for people to see the visibility. Then we will but, get drowned out. But if you can't see the change, you've got to be, be the, the change. A hundred percent. And do you know what? Here, here, I call hereby call this queer South Asian meeting to fucking create our own network, our own streaming platform. Do you know what I mean? Instead of WoW Presents, why can't we have Brown Presents? <laughs> but no, the thing is, right. we, we are forced into doing that though. We, 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 it's not because we, we are literally forced into creating our own Brown spaces all the time. And they're wonderful. We do have great you know, spaces. But God, come on, integration girl, accept us. We do, we do start uh, uh, 10 steps behind, 100 steps behind. So guess what? It is down to our allies to be like, you know what? Let's give you a, let's give you a lift up and you've got the talents, you've got the chops. You just need an opportunity and a chance. And that's what being an ally is. There are some networks that are willing to take a chance and, you know, it's not as big of a risk for them, um, such as Netflix. And that's why you see so, such varied content on there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know of, we know of people who... I've got future projects coming up on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And they are South Asian, and that's great. But I do want to give one person a shout-out. I know you mentioned Karishma, um, and that's Ryan Lange. I was going to say as well, yeah. Do you know what? I don't, like, post, repost, and blah, 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 much of his content. And the reason why I don't is because I just don't want to come across as a beg. Do you know what I mean? But I absolutely love him. Like, he's a full-on sister, and oh yeah, I am so pleased, so pleased to see... All the hard work that he is putting in being that positive queer South Asian representation and not being conventional about it. You know, it it seems honest. It seems genuine. Um, he has a clear point of view as far as creativity is concerned. And of course, he's responsible for creating the Hangama Night in, in London, which is a queer South Asian um, girl, uh, club night. Elsewhere as well, girl. Uh, and, uh, and that's been international. And it is really, really, you know, hats off to him. It has been really, really amazing to see. Um, and yeah, more power to you, Ryan. It's inspiring because it keeps pushing and breaking the boundaries and it shows us that we've got to keep pushing and we've got to keep pushing. The thing is, we're not going to stop. We know we're here, we're South Asian and we're, we're not going to stop. And even when I when I sit here and say, babe, where are we? Like, I feel like you, know, you have the moment you're like, you just want to give up. And you're like, oh my God, there's no representation and I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm doing X, Y, and Z and so much goes on behind the scenes and it's not getting anywhere. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I think it's the like sort of ex-teacher in me, maybe. Yeah. That's an ex-teacher now. <laughs> so, oh. and, and it's like, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be visible. You've got to be representation because me being that representation for my students in whatever way has helped so many of them. And if I can be that representation on a larger scale, oh my God, it'll hit so many because I think about the the young me growing up and not yeah. seeing myself anywhere, not seeing the representation. I'm like, where am I? You're looking, you're searching and you don't, you, you, you're already Bitch. a misfit. I had representation you know growing I mean? up. You're, you're already a misfit and you don't fit in. My representation came from rock stars. Do you know what I mean? They my, weren't brown. My representation <laughs> came from Ishwarya Rai in Brighton. Okay, there you go, In Brighton Prejudice. <laughs> when she d- ascended those stairs in a Punjabi outfit, blondy brown hair and green eyes and fair skin. I was like, ah, 
I've arrived. A bitch, bye. <laughs> Coming back to your point, though, about uh, interesting, we talk about you know allies and as you know white people, you need to be our allies. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down to South Asians as well and the support from our own community because there was an online I don't know the exact name of it, it was an online chat between Bobby Friction and some other people and um, Bali was in it our friend Bali um, mm. put a sing on it if you don't know um, again a uh, radio radio show host. shows him and Mike are doing bits on um, Gorgeous FM and their podcast at the next very Saturday. funny I love Bali but I, I you know Bali and I don't really know each other but we know of each other very well through social media and um, I absolutely hilarious. love him. So back to what I was saying. Yeah, Bali, uh, hilarious legend icon. We know this. But he raised some interesting points about South Asian representation. He was like, so how are we supposed to get the representation when our own community don't support us? Because what we're doing is seen as, um, I don't know exactly how we put it. For us, it'd be like haram, essentially. You know, what we're seeing is haram or it's bad on what we're putting out there. And taboo. The and taboo. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So what we're seeing is taboo. So our own community don't support us. How are we expecting other people to support us? Yes, 100%. And this is this is what I was saying. And so when you put all of those issues forward in front of a Caucasian executive, for example, <laughs> they don't even have to be Caucasian. Very honestly, they don't have to be. It, you know, it could be any race. But when you are putting that sort of case in front of them, you know, they have to think about profit, profitability, but they also have to think about security and how they're going to de-risk the project. And if they know that putting you on television will result in controversy, great, because sometimes that can create numbers. But if it turns into a risk, then they're not going to do that. And if they know that you're not going to be supportive and uh, supported and you're going to be condemned, then the chances of you being on any mainstream platform dwindles. It genuinely does. And do you know what? There are some uh, execs who are rogue and they are prejudiced and they're very crude in their analogies. And I think one of the reasons why they are like that is because they've just been put in a position and they need to do something with it. I don't think many of them are particularly... <laughs> we, we, know, we know too many. Yeah, I don't think many of them are particularly astute. Some are, some are, you know, and, and that's absolutely fine, you know, because guess what? You can create those opportunities for yourself if you wanted to or if you want them through somebody else, you have to play by their rules. Fully appreciate that. But there are some that, you know, might be a little bit rogue or guess what? Our South Asian sensibilities just don't fit in with their um, concepts. You know, nobody's ever going to book me for BBC proms, are they? Nobody's going to be like, hey, bitch, do you want to sing in a church? Like, nobody's going to do that. I would love to, but it ain't going to happen. Yeah, but babe, you're reaching here now. <laughs> Girl, I'm being serious. Why can't Bushra go and sing? Morning has Are you a Christian? Broken. Are you a Christian? Like the first morning. Are you a Christian? Blackbird. Are you a Christian though? Are you a Christian? Like the first. Oh my God! Bird. Help me, someone, please. No, I'm not Christian, but I went to Church of England school. Yeah, but <laughs> that's fairly Christian. <laughs> Listen, you're not singing in a church. You ain't Christian, bitch. But do you have to be though? Yeah. It's a Christian nation. I can do whatever I want. Listen, the national anthem's God Save the Queen. Listen, you're gonna go. I sing it every morning, you're not go because I'm Christian. On BBC proms. <laughs> we both know damn right that I'm never going to do that <laughs> We're both damn right that you've been a, a dickhead <laughs> So shut up No, but This my... is why no one wants us <laughs> <laughs> Where is the representation? <laughs> Here we are <laughs> So go on then, what are you going to say bitch? But um, That's what I was going to say Like, you know <laughs> In terms of how well we interact Integrate with Um senior execs fantasies is uh, 
one to be seen. But you know what? There is some representation in pockets. Like we watched Journey Across the World and there was that South Asian uncle-nephew duo. Mm-hmm. I was convinced they were boyfriends, but it turns out they weren't. Oh, we've got Moan. Moan is great. Yeah, he's he's doing a great show on uh, Sky, which is hilarious. So it, it Ramesh. is... It is Ramesh. Oh, so funny. Hilarious. And it's good. It's great. It's, it's, get, it's getting there, yeah, but... Yeah, the key word you said there, babe. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there, but still... There's a long way to go. I feel like we're maybe a South Asian community. I feel like a South Asian community, maybe in the UK, we might be falling behind a bit. Yes, we are. Do you, I, I, I've had that feeling, and we spoke to a few South Asians before, and they're like, just watch out, we're falling behind, we've got to keep pushing. I'm like, we are actually, to say that we're the largest minority, it feels like we're the smallest minority, you know? Well, if we look at somebody like Nina Wadia, who is well-traveled, she's lived in different places, and then I believe she went to acting school. Mm-hmm. She, she did. did go to acting school. Ramesh, I believe, was a teacher. Yeah, was a math teacher. And then went into comedy. Uh-huh. So that's a very different line. I don't know where the South Asian backup dancers and the ones who are going to art school are. I'm not seeing that generation come through. So many through. are not allowed. When's that generation going to come through? How, how much longer do you have to wait for that generation to because, come through? Because a lot of the South Asian communities are still... In, in their ghettos, essentially. Because it's a machine, right? It churns out people. Like, you see these actors on Hollyoaks and you see them on television and you see, you know, vast majority of TVs made out, made up of background actors, let's face it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've all gone through acting schools and workshops and um, and all that jazz. Where are the South Asians coming up through that? You know, that is what I don't see. That is what I don't see. Girl, even in like, I know I'm taking it off a bit. This is a very highly charged episode, I feel. Mm. Um, I'm taking it to sports now. I am lost when I think of South Asians and um, football. So South Asian representation comes in so many different forms. You know, it's not just TV and media, but when you look at sports as well. I'm a bit lost, right? I'm going to speak from football because I'm a football fan when I think of South Asians and football, especially because, you know, lots of... um, Great footballers come from places of poverty or working class families because that's all they did. They played football in the streets. And I kid you not, well, you'll see this, but how many South Asians that we know that were just football mad and would play and play and play it? Phenomenal footballers. And I, I mean, if you were a South Asian kid and you weren't playing football, chances are you were me and therefore gay and not interested in sports. There you go. And, um, but the opportunity wasn't quite there for them to even join football clubs or leagues. I, I was the knowledge there. Did they know about it? Uh, are they, you know, stopping themselves from doing it? Because my younger brother was um, part of a football league um, when he was younger, and I'm sure he was the only brown face there as well. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if... if I mean, I had it growing up when, you know, there was some sort of extracurricular activity happening. Like, if I liked music and my teacher would be like, yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, after-school music lessons uh, from, you know, 3.15 to 4... Well, I can't do that because I've got to go to mosque. Yeah. So this this is twofold. So there's one fold of the South Asian community holding themselves back and their own children back from these kind of um, experiences. Yes, but that is where the prejudices build up because as soon as a recruiter sees a South Asian, that they may have gone through that cycle with the previous year, the previous year with the kids, and then they're like, okay, well, it's the same stuff with these lots. So I'm not even going to approach them. But then you're still judging people by the color of their skin, and yes, and their culture and stuff, and that's that's discrimination. So that's really prejudice wrong. is a bit prejudice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Prejudice is built on that discrimination. And then I was reading the other day about 
um, racism and sports, of course, you have racism and sports. And there's been some more South Asians that have come out and spoke about their experiences when they were younger. And, you know, when football scouts came along. And one in particular I was reading about, you know what, I can't, I can't say if this was true or not, if this person was truthful, but, you know, the word of someone must be the truth or whatever it is. But they did speak uh, about um, being potentially scouted, but the scout that came to see them all, and he was the best player there, and you know the coach thought it was going to be him, said they didn't want to have any South Asians. Wow. And it's like, oh. And I know people, some people listen like, stuff like that doesn't happen. Like, no, they don't say, well, it does, darling. Stuff like that does happen. And it goes back to your point that you said, babe, maybe there was a prejudice built up already mm. from a previous experience, which is discrimination and prejudice is a bill, and that shouldn't happen. Well, it is, it is 100% true because even when i used to model um people used to be glad to see me because they were like oh we get to see south asian because they were like we are looking for south asian models but they, we just never ever get them they never ever approach but us. what do they want you to do even when i was in um uh i remember going to uh, acting classes i was the only i'm pretty certain i was the only south asian there because just wasn't that interest there no when i was when i was um doing modeling and stuff i wasn't necessarily doing south asian stereotypes yeah, yeah. i was doing mainstream stuff well <laughs> mainstream stuff i did an advert for halfords so coming back to our point of um south asian representation so we've you know discussed a lot that it doesn't exist and why it might not due to our allies or why it might not due to the system or why it might not due to um south asians themselves so mm. moving forward how can we now make a change? Let's look at the next 10, 20, 30 years, babe. How can we make a change for South Asian representation, both within this, the system of us being behind and what our allies need to do, and also what our South Asian community need to do? You know, something really interesting that Dave Chappelle said in his interview with David Letterman mm -hmm. was, uh, Letterman was uh, around the BLM movement. Mm -hmm. And what he said was that what we must... Um, re remember and what we must recognize that the BLM movement, although it's about Black Lives Matter, and I'm heavily paraphrasing here, but what he said was that systemic racism is not mutually exclusive to black people. Mm. There are other races that are impacted by it. And that really stuck with me. It really yeah. resonated with me. And, you know, as great as the BLM movement is and as important as it, as it is, I have to say that it has made me acutely aware and it's sort of picked up my radar on um, prejudices that I may be facing as Same. a as a person of color um, in the Western world. And again, that is not to say that this nation's racist and everyone's racist. I'm not one of those people. I don't like feeding into that narrative, but it's, it is something that I have to be acutely aware of in terms of racial biases in the workplace, racial biases uh, when it comes to recruitment and um, uh, when it comes to moving forward. So I think one of the ways in which we can handle that and tackle that is by working hard. Unfortunately, that is going to be one of those things. And continuously working hard to prove to others that you are not what they think you are. You are so much more than what they think that you might be. You are not bound by the shackles that they think that you are bound by. And do you know what? These days, you know, back in the days, you everyone had a show reel. And I've seen a resurgence of these. I don't know why, but, um, you know, everyone, everyone would have a show reel and everyone would have pictures taken by some overpriced photographer. And you'd go from um, production house to production house, from place to place, auditioning for shit, right? Guess what? Now... 
being a digital content creator is a legit career. Oh, yeah. And it is a legit foundation and it's a legit base. You should really look into those people that have been successful doing that. A great example is Lily Singh. I've known of Lily Singh um, when she used to do really like no budget um uh, videos. She used to wear her mom's clothes, make a funny voice, then pretend to be her dad, and then it just progressed and progressed and prog- progressed. And now she's her own late night show host. You know that is th- that's what you can do. You can um, use uh, Instagram, TikTok um, in a positive way in terms of creating your content. Make that your audition, and so somebody out there will see it and want to take you to the next level, and they will support you and and take you. So uh, you know it is hard work. It is what it is. Um, but I think that's one way in which we can work and strive towards being positive South Asian representation. And guess what? When you get it, make sure that you bring others up with you. Um, and again, shout out to Ryan Lange. He is um, good at doing that. Very, very much so. Personally, I knock everyone down. No, I'm joking. I, I would like to think that I do that as well. Mm. So I'm going to try to answer these questions as well, but maybe on a similar scale, but also even a, a smaller scale that can help you know, our community, the South Asian community, yeah. to not get left behind. So there's a few things. Um, within the South Asian community, change needs to happen, of course, but change is going to ha- only happen with rebellion and um, people pushing the boundaries of what it is to be South Asian and the culture and breaking the cultural norms. So it's down to our generation and the younger generation to break that. So when we, you know, when them kids come through, things change. It's yeah. also down to um, not just allies, but our own community. Something as simple as supporting each other and supporting um, your South Asian brothers and sisters and non-binary pals. Yeah, It's very, very important, okay? Um, babe, you mentioned, you know, something as simple as, you know, TikTok and Instagram and thing, things such as that. I think that's really important because if we're talking about the creative sphere, guess what? The game has changed. And it actually took me a long time to recognize that because I wasn't believing that, oh my God, this is a legit thing that people can do. The game has changed. CVs have changed. Instagram can be a CV if you're a creative, you know? quite easily now yes and things have very much changed so guess what south asians time to take advantage of this change we still have to work 10 times harder yes let's take advantage of this change and allies guess what repost us like us comment on our stuff and south asians what we doing hey sis why are you not liking my stuff why are we yes. not supporting each other what are we what are we what are we doing here we're not stop compete no 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 Break. stop competing with us don't compete with us let's fucking sit around the table let's bring each other up let's you climb that ladder bring me up i'll climb the ladder I'll come Darling, this isn't snakes and ladders. There's no snakes here. There's only ladders in my life. A hundred percent. The oppressor will make you feel like as if the opportunities are limited and you will be getting the opportunity at the detriment of someone else. And that does not necessarily have to be the case. It doesn't cost to support anyone, particularly when it comes to things such as TikTok and Instagram. And guess what? Um, stick together. I'm telling you, you stick together, there's strength in numbers and you can rise to the top and you can all rise together. It's important. Stop trying to break away and be uh, and, and being in silos. That's not going to help anyone. Of course, be original, be yourself, do your own thing. But, and you know, this is the reason why I love some of my queer South Asian sisters that um, I've worked with quite, quite often, particularly in the past few months, because um, they've been there and we've managed to help each other in that regard. And that's, celebrate each other. Celebrate each other. And that's really, really helped. And the moral yeah. of the story essentially is we need to support each other, uplift each other, and that will bring about change. Representation happens 
when we we do such a thing. And if you're not a person of color, you know, if you let's let's focus on we're focusing on South Asian representation here, and that's fine. You know, if you are not South Asian, uplift us, celebrate us. And if you are South Asian, girl, I don't need to tell you twice. And we will be there for you as well. Oh my god, I love it. Oh Always. my god, I love supporting people. It gives me a buzz. Me too. I love I love seeing people do well. I love seeing our friends do well. I love seeing people that we um, follow do well. Oh my God, that representation is amazing. Oh, But do you know what though? Sometimes I worry because I'm like, I'm just going to come across as such a bag. Because I'm like, oh my God, I love what they're doing here. I love what they're doing here. But I don't, I I celebrate everyone equally. Like I don't do it because I'm like, okay, they're a queer South Asian people person. Then I'm going to do it. But at the same time, I'm not actively... At the same time, I'm not actively actively going, well, they're queer South Asian and therefore they're competing with me and I'm not going to support them. And I tell you something, I know of people who do that. Oh, yeah. That oh, is girl. what I'm against. We, we've had it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But the moral of the story, guys, is put us on the fucking telly. Honestly, though, like, <laughs> as I said a few episodes ago, where is the ex-Muslim South Asian gay married couple with the same name representation? Honestly, you're a mess. (laughs) On that note, I'm really tired, by the way. (laughs) Sleepy bedtime. Sleepy bedtime, you all took it up. Yep. Well, this has been fun. I feel like we agree on some things and I feel like we have different levels of anger on other things, perhaps. No. Okay. I'm just tired. Oh, bless you. Okie dokie. Well, I love you guys, darling. Oh my God, I'm so tired as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're like honestly right right i love doing this of course but it's quite late at night and like okay and, and, and like the right last, okay I'm, I'm, is, I'm gonna be honest last, last 10 minutes babe i don't know what i've said it is so 19, we need to edit that shit out it is 19 minutes past 10 this is this just goes to show as to how like boring and nerdy we are because we're usually in bed by half nine. No, but like, but I'm, we are doing this for the love of art. No, man. but we're getting better. And we'll be alive again. And we're like, oh my god, what should we do? Right, guys, we love you lots. <laughs> I'm so sorry for what I just said because I don't know what I'm saying. We love you. You don't love me. And blah, <laughs> I know blah, that jazz. Listen and all to that jazz. Blah. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.